0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday as we end up the first full week of June. Um, Yesterday, the markets did end up in the green. We'll talk about that and more. Hey, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds, before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, in this world we live in, there are a lot of things that you and I, we just can't control them. However, when it comes to your investments in your portfolios, you can take control of the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. You need to know what that risk is, and you need to know where it should be relative to where you are getting closer to retirement. Give us a call, 863-382-0037, to schedule your core, re- re- core retirement design uh, consultation. A little tongue-tied there, folks. Hey, we got Dave coming up next.
1: My air ramp white cheese there. Uh, hey there delilah oh wait she doesn't get here till seven tonight does she 18 here before nine i'm checking on your money see what the heck's going on in wall street this morning with little help from our friend philip statler from statler financial services in downtown sebring who's on the phone philip good morning how are you
0: hey good morning david doing well today as we uh hey we're finishing up the first full week of june so uh And, uh, of course, the first part of the last month of the quarter. So it'll be nice to kind of get through this time of quietness because, you know, you and I won't have a whole lot to talk about the rest of this month. A little earnings here, a little earnings there, and a few macros uh, coming in next week. But uh, then it really slows down.
1: Oh, but we got the Federal Reserve meeting next (laughs) week, and that will give me plenty to talk about. Generally griping about them, if it's my normal habit with the Federal Reserve. Uh, setting the table this morning, I've got to say, happy days are here again, if you believe a few columnists. Dow was up by a half a percent, up 169 yesterday. NASDAQ was up 134 points. The Standard & Poor's 500, up 26.4 points. That was six-tenths of a percent. Happy days are here again by traditional measures. The Standard & Poor's 500 is now in a bull market. Did you sense the clarity in the air and the clearing of the clouds and happy days are here again when you saw that close?
0: Uh, No, I'm afraid not, Dave. I I looked this morning and the headline was S&P. Crosses over into bull market territory. I thought, really? We're going to go there now? If you compare it to the low in October, we are now in a bull market.
1: And we actually, you know, I mean, sauce for the goose, sauce for the gander. We've ridiculed government employees who say, no, it's not really a recession when you have two declining quarters in a row so. Yeah, we have to admit the S&P 500 is in what technically is defined as a bull market. But boy, boy is it a uh, narrow bull market, though? And a look at the different indexes give you the idea. S&P is up hundredths of a percent. NASDAQ, where the big growth and recovery has come, was up a 4 percent. Once you get rid of the big tech that's driving all of this garbage, the Russell 2000 was the only index that was actually off yesterday, and it was off by four-tenths of a percent. This bull market in the S&P 500 is being driven by about a dozen really hot companies like NVIDIA that are just going apey, and the rest of the market is really not all that great of shakes, is it?
0: Yeah, it's not. It's, it's limited participation, right? Limited participation in uh, in this bull market. And and it's those companies are definitely driving up the index. And so that can happen. Right. If you uh, there's there's 500 companies in there, if you got 10 that are really having some really good years, then that, uh, you know, that tends to help the index as a whole.
1: Oh, yeah. This generally doesn't end up happening where the S&P is an outlier, because that's the index that's capitalization-weighted. So it takes a real rally from one small segment in the 500 to be able to drive it up into a different kind of territory than the other indexes. But in this particular case, it actually is happening. And uh, you take you take 100 stocks out of the S&P, 10 of them are kicking butt, and the other 90 are going, what, what's happening, man? I don't know. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, and it's not all the techs we, we've kind of got raked over the coals with GameStop the other day when they reported and they just absolutely lost their shirt. Uh, and that's not uncommon across the rest of the large companies in the index. But, uh, if you're Nvidia and you bought it six months ago, you're pretty happy, aren't you?
0: No, oh, absolutely are, man. I'm telling you that company has, uh, has really, uh, gone, uh, incredibly higher because of their, their chip manufacturing.
1: Absolutely. But some other companies, I, I noticed a feature that I read the other day, the, the auto parts stores, uh, the, the big publicly traded auto parts chains, for the most part, they're just absolutely sucking wind by comparison. I, one of the big ones that's normally one of our high-priced stocks we talk about just fell by like 10% in the last couple of days. So it's, it's not market-wide. We've got challenges across the board in the S&P.
0: Oh, definitely do. Definitely do. Matter of fact, I mean, this obviously isn't S&P 500 companies or they wouldn't be there. But uh, one of the headlines I saw was that, um, you know, bankruptcy filings are piling up for publicly and large privately held companies, um, the fastest rate since 2010.
1: And that kind of emphasizes something that you keep bringing up very accurately again and again. Yeah, the companies, for the most part, when you take across the publicly traded stock market, uh, they're doing what they said they would do. They're meeting street expectations. And I think the figure I had last week was like 75% of them are beating the street. So on paper, this wasn't a disgustingly bad earnings season so far. But the absolute numbers compared to last year, we're looking at sales declines of you know five, ten, fifteen percent in some cases year over year. That ain't sustainable, brother.
0: No, no, it's not. Especially at the employment rate we have right now. But but the other thing, I mean, we've seen even higher numbers than that. I mean, I think I saw somewhere that uh, if you looked at year over year, uh, I can't remember which company it was, but their their revenue was down some twenty five to. Thirty percent.
1: Yeah, there, there is, there are some El Stinko year-over-year reports coming out. So, yeah, the fear and greed index looks like we're all back into happy days or here again. And uh, what, what recession? No, we didn't have one. But uh, there's, there's still some challenges ahead, which kind of brings us up to next week when the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meets. And the last report that I saw from the Chicago odds makers that put the percentage odds, it was still under fifty percent that we were going to have another interest rate increase. But one of my columnists this morning was saying, hey, you know, there's still a darn good chance of another quarter percent just in order to uh, have the Fed prove to the markets that we're still taking inflation seriously. So the uh, CPI number that comes out the beginning of the week next week is going to bode real strong, isn't it?
0: It it really will, Dave. I was in an article as well about the S&P 500 bull market, and they Mm -hmm. were talking about, you know, the CPI that comes out on Tuesday is going to be very, very instrumental that the Fed's going to be really looking at that because if that pops higher than expected, um, then that will definitely drive the, uh, the at least the anticipation is, that that would drive the Fed to uh, to raise interest rates again.
1: Absolutely. Something you and I have been preaching for a long time where we're overdue for a pause, not because the job is done, but just because we haven't had a chance to bake in the effects of the last uh, at least the last six months of increases. And that was really where the heavy numbers were produced by the Fed when they did the interest rate revisions.
0: Oh, that's right. And we haven't given time for inflation to really start to cook into folks because we keep talking about, you know, inflation is getting higher and higher. And we talked uh, while you were gone that 40%, or maybe it was yesterday, 40% of the folks can't pay their normal bills right now.
1: And Yeah, that was the headline you had yesterday. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And credit card, that means credit card debt is is astronomical. And if you look at those credit card statements, if you're carrying a balance, man, uh, that interest rate is somewhere between 20 and 30 percent, maybe even higher than 30. And so you, you start cracking that into the balance that you can't pay, you're making that minimum payment, and uh, that's just disaster coming.
1: Oh, yeah. If you haven't looked at your credit card statement yet, looking at your carrying charges, look at it. You'll drop your false teeth. I mean, I'm very fortunate at the moment, and my credit rating is really, really good, but I'm still looking at, you know, 20 and 21% carrying charges. I'm kind of glad I'm one of those uh, one of those anal retentives that pay my bill every month because I would not want to borrow at numbers like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it is astounding what that uh, ends up looking like.
1: Absolutely. Lest the uh, folks who listen to us regularly can't tell, there aren't any governed reports of any size coming out this morning, but we're able to ruminate a little bit on the reports that were out from yesterday and uh, the effects that it's had on the indexes so far. And like I said, the market seems to be real happy in that fear of missing out syndrome that I mentioned yesterday. Uh, It's getting almost uh, scary heavy looking at that fear and greed index and the uh, and the fact that all of the columnists are saying, you know, if it's a bull market, now go out and buy something. And I kind of see a whole bunch of people cruising for a bruising off of that, don't you?
0: Yeah, I do. And I do have two companies I want to mention. Uh, DocuSign yeah. did report. DocuSign, mm-hmm. they, they've they been struggling, man. They have been struggling this uh, the last six months because real estate has gone down, and that's their primary focus. Uh, but uh, they actually had a really good quarter. They uh, they beat expectations uh, pretty substantially. Revenue jumped 12 percent year over year, um, and and that's about 19 million dollars more in revenue than was expected. And even their earnings um, were better than expected. They earned 72 cents a share uh, versus 56 that was expected. Year over year, though, they even um, you know eked out a profit. Um, a net income, very little, but still an income of like $539,000 compared to last year, a $27 million loss. Ooh. That's a pretty big Some, uh, jump for them, wouldn't you say?
1: Somebody's getting better year over year, aren't they?
0: They really are. Now, we've got <laughs> uh, DocuSign, um up 7.1% this morning. I got to like that um, number. And then don't really have much else in earnings, but I did want to mention this because we talked about it one day this week that Ford and Tesla had come into an agreement that uh, Ford was going to start making their EVs so that they could use Tesla's charging station. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now General Motors is getting right in there with them. They don't want to be outdone by Ford. And they've come up with an agreement with Tesla, and uh, they will be using Tesla's charging stations as well. And you know, that's got to be helping Tesla, right? They're up 6.2% this morning. Um, and, and it's not hurting General Motors either. They're up a little over 4% this morning.
1: I was going to say that's helped Tesla overall because they're up like 40% over the past month. And uh, given the fact that they took a little bit of a beating after Musk bought Twitter, that's uh, that's a nice recovery for Tesla in general, isn't it?
0: it yeah, it really is. Um, so. Um, you know, we're getting some retailers that are getting downgraded. So Target got downgraded by Citigroup today, and uh, that's hurting their stock a little bit this morning.
1: Oh, poof. Well, let's reset the table. Yesterday was an up day for the blue chips, better up day for the growth stocks, and an adequate one for the uh, S&P, enough to be able to put it officially into bull market territory. The small caps were off by a bit. 45 minutes before we open, what are we looking at this morning?
0: Kind of a mixed bag this morning, Dave. we got the... Uh, S&P 500 up $3.50, so less than a tenth of a percent. We got the Dow 30 down a little over a tenth of a percent. The NASDAQ 100, not the NASDAQ as a whole, but NASDAQ 100 is up a little over a third of a percent. And I was looking at something here. Uh, The NASDAQ 100, right, Mm -hmm. if you look at year to date, the NASDAQ 100 is up 32%.
1: That's a nice number. (laughs) That's a nice number. Uh, (laughs) Wish I was into uh, the first of the year.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Hey, on the other side, we got uh, silver's flat, but hey, it made some great strides yesterday because it's back over $24 an ounce at $24.36 an ounce. Gold still can't quite get over $2,000. It's at $1,976 an ounce. And crude oil has headed down from yesterday. It's up from the close by a tenth of a percent, but down about couple of dollars from yesterday's uh open when we were talking about it seventy one dollars and thirty eight cents and I saw gas was up uh twenty cents on my street. <laughs>
1: Kinda of ruins your whole day. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was up almost across the board fractionally at the close this morning. Europe halfway through their day down fractionally, but nothing really exciting in any direction. Getting a retirement plan together so that the ups and the downs of a bull market, bear market, and all that other stuff, that takes an expert. How do I get a hold of your expertise to make sure I can retire the way I planned?
0: Absolutely, Dave. That's exactly why I developed the Core Retirement Design, to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. They just need to get started. Give us a call, 863-382-0037, and then join us for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, on Highlands News Talk, 730-95.3
1: And back here again on Monday morning, same time on Light. Philip, you have a great weekend. We'll see you then. I right, man, you too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: You can't. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Have a great weekend. Join us again Monday, same time, same place.